all set. This is it. All right. The bottom line bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Get 50% off using code SGPN for two pairs of plus polarized sunglasses. And go to SportsGamingPodcast.com backslash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're brought to you by the SGPN's Draft Week. As long as the SGPN has you covered, draft props, mock drafts, live NFL draft watch party, make sure to smoosh the subscribe button at YouTube Sports Gambling backslash sportsgambling.com backslash all of that. And with that, let is do what we do and hit techno music. Yes, welcome to the bottom line, Bob's. I am your host, CJ Sullivan. We are here. Uh, it is the day before the draft, Wednesday, four twenty-five. I think whatever. Uh, it's just draft week here at SGPN. I even got a special draft thumbnail, which I whipped up on Canva because that's what the man in the box does. He's self-produced. I'm looking at the screen now. It's kind of very blurry. I probably should have stuck with my logo. I had Kramer throw the thumbnail up there because look, you got an old uh Well, you got the logo done by the great Kyle Bull in there. Bottom line bombs, NFL draft draft prop bombs. It's gonna be a special NFL draft show today. And then the famous picture, you got Favre and the fucking cordless phone and the jorts. CD Lamb on the couch with his girlfriend tried to look at his phone and he snagged that away from him. Larry Tunsil there with the gas mask bong hit. There's some weird guy up there. Favre's dorm room is fucking creepier than all of these other ones. Look at the little kid peeking in there. Every photo before phone before phone cams, like they're actually taken by cameras, there's at least three or four people just creeping along. Like, what's going on here? Because you had time to see a photo being set up. You couldn't like sneak and sneak attack it. So just leering heads. Huh? What's going on? Can I get in there? What's going on? Pictures? Anyway, welcome to the Bottom Line Bomb Show. Picks with bits for tobacco use only. Uh, like I said, it's the NFL Draft Show. We have the mock draft coming up on SGPN. Uh, after this, after well, I do the XFL show after this as well. Don't forget to subscribe to that XFL Gambling Podcast with Colby D, Picks Dundee, and J-Mark. Um, I'll give out... Uh, some draft bomb prop bets. They really stretched that out. It used to be, you know, who's going to go number one. Now it's everything. So, and they stretched it out for four days. It used to be just a week, Saturday, Sunday. Now it's Thursday. Tomorrow is uh round one, just round one because they got to make a goddamn show out of it. It's such a shit TV show. Then Friday, I think it's two and three. Then the rest of the weekend, four, five, six, seven. We'll get to that. So we'll be focusing just on day one since they made the Thursday the event, the jock prom that it is in Kansas City. How fun it how fun must that be for the draft picks? That's enough of that. Um they used to have uh, used to be in New York every year. And that would be fun for the draft picks. You know, the players. They used to go around and go to the stock market, ring the bell in the morning, go on a letterman, do a top 10, you know? 
do some fun New York things. But we as fans, we're sick of watching Jet fans moan after every pick, not even know what the hell they're talking about, and screaming and booing. All right, can we get fucking... Can we get these Jets fans off every damn draft? Fireman Ed out there yelling about Mark Sanchez. Is it bad to say I wish he died in 9-11? Anyway, let's come on. And we said, all right, let's move it around a different town. So now it's in Kansas City where it's uh, going to be a lot of fun for nobody, for people in Kansas City. That's the thing. The NFL is so big, and they're so, they feel so important about themselves. And they think we can't go wrong. I mean, they just want to swallow up everything, like Mark Cuban said. But they got too fat and sassy, and it's true. Remember, we went to Nashville, and it was huge. And Nashville, it was a huge crowd. And they think it's all just for them. They don't realize that Nashville is just, that's what people do in Nashville. They go there to the bachelorette party. They went and just destroyed bachelorette parties. They had no idea a draft was happening. They had Taylor Swift make an announcement, like people gave a fuck. But I get it, because it's a crowd special announcement from Taylor Swift. And she announced her new album or something. Like, oh, isn't that, isn't that great? No, I'm not a six-year-old girl. I'm thinking of Taylor Swift. But I'm saying the NFL and ESPN itself, they, when they think their entertainment is where it gets bad, when you put these jocks in dresses and suits and fucking, like, you know, and fashion, ugh, bad things happen. Jock prom draft, anyway. So, anyway, we're going to give out a lot of those, uh, a lot of jock prom plays. And um, it's tough. I want to give out uh, bets ah, from the spreads used on bet online just because there's different numbers everywhere and they move everywhere. The sports books actually, this is one of the things they actually hate doing. Speaking of jock problems and this, because this is like one event everyone bets. A lot of people bet on it recently, obviously a lot, so many different bets to go. So, but the numbers move every single day cause it's all information. And then the, you know, and the information is coming from like Twitter and Re- Reddit fucking <laughs> almost crashed the board yesterday. Some idiot on Reddit's just like, uh, ah, I heard a guy said, we'll leave this as going number one. Next, thing you know, his odds went flying down. Because who knows if he's right. That's the thing. You don't know. If you, you assume it's just bullshit. But I don't know. Fucking Reddit took out. Made GameStop a fucking draft. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, yeah. 401 to 4 to 1. Says Insano. That's what exactly what. Absolutely crazy. It's it, it moved back up a little bit. But but you have to take them seriously because they, they've moved the stock market before Reddit. It's insane. So the books will be happy when this is over with. They don't have to keep reading Twitter and Reddit threads um, <laughs> every fucking five minutes to change these odds. And they can find, and the more you hear, the less you know. Because we'll get into it later on. No one really knows anything. Even information like agents give up, no one knows anything. Because they used to be able to know things. Like we used to know, we used to pretty much know the first ten, you know, at least three or five picks. But now the NFL's like, yeah, everything's got to be hush-hush because everything's got to be for this TV show. That is the NFL draft. You can't tweet out the picks. You can't, load, you can't ruin it for everyone. We want to see the people get the phone calls. Anyway, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so like I said, it'll be an all-draft party. I won't give out any more bombs for the playoff games. I did have some. Oh, let me recap real quick. Before I get to an ad read, and I'll give out all the draft bombs. 
because we had a big weekend before with all the wins, and then we came crashing down. We had some losses, but like every gambler said, it wasn't wasn't all my fault. We we took three pretty bad beats. We had Tampa Bay, who was only up four to one with ten minutes to go versus Toronto in hockey there, and uh, <laughs> I think they were ninety five percent to win. Something something insane. Toronto came back and won. Although I think Tampa Bay might even be playing a long con because Toronto chokes every year, but they've never have they choked like this. Tampa Bay's like, let's set them up for an even bigger choke by really getting them riled up. So I might come back after them, like game five. Um, so that was kind of hilarious, but like good for Toronto. But that was a pretty bad beat. I, that was one I definitely considered a win when it was 4-1. Um Memphis in the under. Jesus, God, what a nightmare that was. And Memphis plus four and a half and the under. The under was cleared by 15 points, and it goes to overtime, of course. Overtime is never your friend with the under. Memphis plus four and a half. When LeBron, as soon as LeBron went for two, like the drove for who descended overtime, like, God, that's, that's going to be it. Just shoot the three like a man. LeBron, win or lose, go home. Don't ruin it with overtime, ruin everyone's bets. And then even in overtime, Memphis still could have covered. They, they were up four, they were down four, and they foul Reeves with 0.3 seconds to go. Good job. Good job with that 0.3 second foul. Make sure everyone gets home happy and goes to Jack in a box and gets their free tacos. Or the fuck anyway. So that was Memphis was bad. Under was a bad. Tampa Bay, those were three bad beats. And then the other one was the Bucks. You can't really call that a bad beat, even though they weren't in control of the game. Jimmy Butler is just a savage. He went off. But I will say this, and this will be the last I'll talk about these games, and then we'll go into the draft. Uh, I will never, and I'm serious, I will never, ever bet on another basketball game that Reggie Miller is announcing. He's a fucking nightmare. Who is Reggie Miller for? I don't even understand who enjoys him. He just repeats everything that happens in the most antagonizing way. Like it's a, I feel like it's a personal attack. If you have bet on the other side of whatever, it's whatever side is going against. It's like, it's not like he's not even choosing sides. He just chooses the negative every time. Oh, and it's a foul and it's a one and he's a turn. It's when he turned it over. Like he's laughing at all the failures. So no matter what side you're on, you're going to hate Reggie Miller. I just, he's, oh my God. Oh my God. He's just very nice. So I can't do it. So that's my new, that's my new handicap. I just will not be able, or just not watch it, which I'm fine with too. Not sweating a Reggie Miller game. And uh, Jimmy Butler, he, I mean, he's the man, obviously, but I will say this: the refs were along for the ride in that game. I'm not saying they were biased. I'm not saying they're biased because they wanted Miami to win or, or fix or anything. I don't believe in that. Although I'm doing with, obviously with Tim Donahue, but I do believe they get they get uh, motivated, riled up in the with the home crowd. They get swooped up in that, and that's exactly what happened in Miami. When Milwaukee just went to go call timeout, Kyle Lowry fucking torpedo dives in there at the ankles. They don't call foul. He just, he just slid tackled Drew Holiday. Ball dunk. Yeah, the refs are cheering. Maybe put his arms up like it was a touchdown for a dunk. <laughs> God. I was like, okay, this is this is gonna be tough uh, from walking to pull out. The refs are definitely, the refs are definitely along for this Miami ride. They're like, whoa, Lowry, Jimmy Butler, we're going to South Beach Club tonight. 
That being said, I still like Milwaukee to win that series. They're plus 110. If you want to grab that, I'll bomb that while we're on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. Uh-oh. Let me try it again. That volume sounds low, doesn't it? Did I just hit a bad volume? Oh, here we go. I see what I did. So let me give you out the... Uh, Milwaukee plus 110 series. Bomb it. Here we go. That sounds good. All right. Now we're talking. All right. With that being said, let's get to a uh, quick read, and we're going to do some NFL draft bombs. It's going to be a great show. Welcome to the NFL draft week, SGPN. So make sure you run. We're running a special parlay of the day contest. All kinds of fun things happening this week for draft week with Shady Rays. Remember, if you use promo code SGPN at ShadyRays.com, buy a pair of sunglasses, send the receipt to them, you, know, you upload it, and each day of the NFL draft, the Sports Gambling Podcast will release a Shady Rays parlay of the day. And if it hits the cash, we'll be awarded to an unlucky listener. If it hits. Of course it's going to hit. You got Sean Money Green and uh, Ryan Kramer crunching the numbers. They're already, they're already breaking the bank on a USFL game. If you listen to their last show, they're hitting the kiosk till, there's a, till they run out of paper. Uh, so go to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash shady to start getting shady. <laughs> and if you know anything about their company, they are shady. I tell you what, I do like them. What I like about them is they're an independent sunglass company, but they're, they're nice. They're premium. They're durable. And they give you uh, protection. They, they replace any loss or broken uh, pair of sunglasses. No questions asked. Just in case you have any shady business where sunglasses get broken. They won't ask you, hey, what happened to them? We know. We know there's probably a story. You don't want you need no need to get into it. Here's another pair. We can tell you need it. So go to shadyrace.com, use SGPN code for 50% off two pairs of sunglasses, and then you uh enter in for a parlay. And that's it. And that you are up and you are cooking good this weekend. All right, let's get into it. Let's stop wasting time here. Um Okay, so the mock. This is another. Like I said, there's another mock draft after today. We're gonna give out a lot of bomb, a lot of prop bets, some basic lines. We're gonna start off with the with the uh, with the quarterbacks because that's the that's gonna be the story of the first round. Um, a lot of them are gonna go early. Some of them are slipping. They're saying, but uh, over under four and a half is a prop bet for how many quarterbacks will be taken in the first round. Basically, that's you're you're asking. You're just asking if Hayden Hooker is going to get drafted in the first round. That's basically the bet because uh, Bryce Young's going number one, no doubt. Uh, Levis now, I guess, is who knows? Maybe he's the second quarterback taken, but it was Reddit odds flying. C.J. Stroud, and then of course Anthony Richardson. Um, they'll all be going. Who knows where they'll be going? But then there's, there's Hooker. You know what's weird? You can do it over. You can do it over uh, quarterback. Uh, I think it's like one seventy five. But you could also do. If you look around, sometimes it would be two two of the same bets, basically, but better odds. Like I saw Hayden Hooker, Hayden Hooker, whatever his name is, um, under thirty one and a half, which is basically the first round. His draft position at one sixty. So you're better off playing that than you are playing. Quarterbacks, unless some random ass quarterback comes in there, which won't happen. So I want to make this hooker under 31 and a half because I think he will go in the first round. And this is why. And I don't think he should go in the first round. 
but I think he will go in the first round. And that's the thing with mock drafts. Mock drafts are never right because the NFL is always wrong, if that makes sense. The NFL, <laughs> they just, they just and a lot of them, they listen to ESPN, ESPN and all these things. It's nonstop mock drafts now. It's just nonstop. They re, and they redo it every time. Here, here's a new one off the press. We got another Reddit thread. Here we go. Here's another new fucking mock draft. Like, they just constantly change. It's this constant entertainment, and they feed you to feed. They do their shows. And this all started. Now, the reason why I don't think he is because I think he's risky. I mean, he's I'm sure he's a good quarterback. He's fine. He was great in Tennessee. That offense was very um, forgiving to quarterbacks for sure. But he's old. He's 26. He's, old, he's older than Lamar Jackson or 25, whatever he is. He tore his ACL and not like in the beginning of the season. He tore his ACL recently. He tore his ACL like a month ago, almost like week 10, like right before the fucking end of the season. So I don't, he's not going to be, he's not gonna be ready to play next year. And then he'll be 26, 27. Um, but that being said, here's what happened. He is a good quarterback and those are hard to come by. This is what happens because quarterbacks are, you know, obviously the star driven and what people want to hear, especially in mock drafts. Cause early mock drafts, people don't know, you know, they're, they're not taking deep dives yet. in all these players they are just taking people's words for it, you know? So they had these mock drafts and like ESPN had one and um, you could tell they just give a script because they're doing a show and who's their general manager. They have Tenenbaum, right? Yeah. Richie Tenenbaum or whatever. And he's like, okay, number four, I'm going to take Hayden hooker. That was his, <laughs> that was his pick. And Kuiper just starts ripping on it. Like, whoa, that would be a surprise. I don't expect that to happen, but all right, blah, blah, blah. You know, he starts going through all the bad things and he's just berating Tenenbaum who was a general manager for the NFL. But you could tell, He's just like staring at staring at Kuiper and he's staring at the camera like, hey, come on, man. What are you doing to me? You, you, you know they told me to say this, right? Like, why are you insulting me? And Kuiper's like, oh, this idiot thinks Hooker's going for. And from that, Tenenbaum has to fucking um, keep defending his argument that he didn't. I'm sure he doesn't even believe it. I'm sure he was just given a script from Bristol. They say this because it's what people know. So now there's been so much talk about Hooker going in the first round. Now people got him going 15. And these NFL teams, that's all they have going on in the offices. You imagine going in the office, all you see is NFL Network and First Take and fucking cold pizza and all that shit. Get up. Get down. Have a take. Dish just in. Numbers never lie. Pardon the horns. Whatever the fucking shows are. I mean, it's just nonstop debate shows where they're given scripts and talking points. So it gets in their head so much that I think Hooker will be now taken in the first round. And I don't even think they want to. But the way these monsters go in together. So it's minus 160 under 31 and a half for Hooker, which I think is a better way to play these... Uh, than the over four and a half quarterbacks. If you want to play over four and a half quarterbacks, whatever. It's the same. It's the same exact bet. So we'll bomb that for our first NFL draft bomb. These are all the mock drafts. Like we said, and like I said, they don't have a clue. These mock drafts. And these GMs and these teams don't have a clue. That's a thing too. First of all, this NFL draft, the NFL draft itself, and any of these team drafts are illegal. I'd say. 
It's a job emporium. No, no other job. At least in baseball draft, at least they they kind of negotiate the contract beforehand. Football, they have no rights. They go, we're taking you. This is where you're going to go. Even though you're the best at your field, you're going to the worst place. Like, you know, the draft is an illegal process, basically. But it's the NFL. And they have these interviews, and they're fucking, they're so entitled. Why do why should the Texans draft you? Fuck you. Why should I play for the Texans? How about that? That's what they should be saying. Well, you can't. You'll be blackballed, obviously, because you're not you don't understand the privilege of playing for the NFL. That's what I'd be like. Because these guys like jump out and they would they've they've toned down the questions a bit, but before those questions, like, you know, remember they were like they asked Des Bryant if his mom was a fucking prostitute and shit. They're like, well, that's the kind of grilling you're going to get in the NFL. You got to get it ready for the press. What? That's not going to happen. Well, if it is, that guy should be fucking fired. Just growing out. Why should we take you? Why should I play for you? You're terrible. And then, uh, I mean, here's the thing. If these guys knew what they were doing, then they don't. That that would be the trump card for all these fucking players and all these mock drafts. Last year, the most important pick, the best pick, was the last one. Brock, Brock Purdy was the last pick of the draft, and he almost took his team to the Super Bowl. So these people know nothing. The 49ers traded all their picks to go to the number three to get Trey Lance, who, who's a bust, who they want to trade now. And then with the very last pick, they get a quarterback. And they stumbled into that and act like, ah, we saw something. You didn't see shit. Nobody did, obviously. Or he wouldn't have went last. How about when players don't get drafted? I like when they don't um when they don't get drafted and they become under and they become undrafted free agents. I like when I say they think they tell them that. Well, that's the best thing that could have happened to you, actually. That way, you get to choose. From a bunch of teams that didn't want you to begin with. So you get to choose who who do you want to play for who don't want you to play for them. I really understood that. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, they did. They asked uh, <laughs> Insano. So they asked if they, uh, let me hide that. Put your comment up there and say, and say, no, welcome to the YouTube chat. Make sure to like that YouTube. Yeah. If his mom does drugs, like what or sells drugs? I mean, Jesus Christ. First of all, why do you want some Jerry Jones? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. So with these quarterbacks, that's what you hear with things. CJ Stroud. I, I like the, the, uh, they're grilling him. The rumors come up about him not being smart now, which is kind of funny. Every year they do that with one of quarterbacks. The NFL, they're only concerned if you're smart, if you're a quarterback. If you're not a quarterback, they want you dumb. This wouldn't be a problem if Stroud was a quarterback. And first of all, Stroud came out to say, I'm not a test taker. Right, he's a fucking football player. I don't want to see his, you know, his paper on the Revolutionary War. You want to see him fucking break down a goddamn zone defense? But, like, the NFL doesn't want you to be smart if you're a lineman, you know, or a linebacker. If you're you're questioning, you know, what the draft process is and what NFL is and what you do to your bodies and your brains, they hate that. 
They hate all these people getting information and retiring early. Remember, was it Samari Roll or the uh, guy who went to Oxford? They wouldn't draft him. Yeah, I don't like. He's got questions that we don't have answers to. But all of a sudden, CJ Stroud's dumb because he failed some ridiculous. If when people fail tests that bad too, you know they're just fucking around. Obviously. I mean, how could he possibly go to Ohio State if he had another education? That's a joke. Ohio State famously Robert Robert Smith, the running back who went played for the Vikings with the Randy Moss era. Randall Cunningham Vikings. He sued Ohio State for not letting him go to practice. Because <laughs> he wanted to be a he was like a double major. Too smart. People didn't like that either. Too smart, Robert Smith. Um yeah, so where CJ Stroud's slipping to, which I think is ridiculous. Now, if you want to say he's got incredible all pro receivers at college, sure, that'd be something. But then he fails this IQ. The, it's no longer the Wonderlick anymore. My day was the Wonderlick. Now it's the IQ three. We do agility and and they, and first of all, these tests. Are, who are these tests coming from? These idiots. These NFL GMs. I mean, they're not. They hire some, but like they're dumb enough to hire these things. It seems racist, too, to be honest with you. To say CJ Stroud's dumb as a quarterback. But Will Levis, who's eating a banana with a fucking pe- with a peel on it, he's smart? Okay. <laughs> the fucking... It, the, the, the hillbilly from Kentucky who's eating a banana raw with skin, He's he, he passed the test? Okay, well, then I question this test. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so that was a bomb we're giving out there. Uh, quarterbacks over four and a half. That's pretty, we broke down those quarterbacks that we're going to get there. And then, um, all right. What else happens in the draft? There's the next one. Jalen Carter. Speaking of made up rumors, his over under is six and a half. There's a lot of steam of him going five recently and a lot of steam. I think he's going to slip. I'm not going to go over. I want to give out Jalen Carter over six and a half. Bomb that. Because this is what happens when he's another one where they have rumors. This is like Warren Sapp. They said he did cocaine and he slipped. And next thing you know, you got Eagles, the Eagles drafting like Mike Mamula ahead of him because he was a combine wizard. Yeah, drugs are drugs are always a big one. As Insano says, Dan Marino was a famous one. He dropped in that because of the rumors that he did cocaine abuse. Well, I'll say one thing, Insano. Those weren't rumors. <laughs> Marino did a lot of coke at Pitt with Freilich. But who cares? He's in college. He's Dan fucking Marino. You still draft him over Todd Blackledge, for God's sakes. Okay, how much blow he did in Pittsburgh. Um, so anyway, they like spreading rumor. They like spreading drug rumors, right? Just so just so their stock will drop, and then they can scoop them up. If you look at the thumbnail, there's like, old Larry Tunsil there coming in sideways to the Brett Favre party with the gas mask bong. If anything, he would have shot up my board after that. This poor guy. I mean, who leaks this thing like the day of the draft, the day before the draft, and then these ADGM. Oh, you can't trust him. I, you, you certainly can trust him. He's worried about secondhand smoke. And he's making sure he's not wasteful. So anyway, Jalen Carter. What's funny about Jalen Carter, he's the uh, D lineman from Georgia. But was the number one uh, 
assumed number one pick you know, in the offseason, and now he's slipped, and now he might even go down to top 10. I'm hoping he drops to the Eagles at 10 as an Eagle fan. There's talks about that. That'd be great. But I don't know if he'll slip that far. He had the car. He had the, he had, he had the uh, the car accident where the, where the coaches and the people died celebrating after the national championship game, and he turns out he was drag racing with them. He lied to the cops about it. Said he was miles away. Then he was kind of close. Then they might have been racing. Then he fled the scene. Whatever. It's Georgia. Not a big deal. Corny NFL. <laughs> He did a couple other things, but now that he gained 15 pounds during the banquet season or the buffet season, now all of a sudden that's a problem. They might be out of shape. These fucking kids are 22. Their metabolism is 30 gerbils on a wheel spinning around. Like James Harden. They can lose lose 15 pounds just getting out of bed, these kids. And he's a 350-pound, whatever. He's a 300-pound defensive lineman for Georgia. I'm sure they gain 15 pounds and lose 15 pounds just upon, you know, what the grits and biscuits are over over in the morning. I'm sure it's always fluctuating. I don't don't understand all these. uh, I don't understand the rumors about Jalen Carter and him slipping. I mean, I do. People are trying to drag him down. But that's so so much like the NFL where they do not care that he's lying to the cops about a drag race where someone died, but they care that he gained 15 pounds. So he's my new step. We'll take him over six and a half, and we'll uh, get to that. Um, all right. I don't know what I'm doing with the soundboard, but I do like hitting that. Uh, so that's two bombs we've given out so far. Uh, let's lock it up. <laughs> like I said, this is me playing with the parents' uh, soundboard here. Colby and Sean's do it. I do like the, uh, I mean, oh, this is great. Woo! Smoking my weed. That's what I done for. That's what I should have done for the Larry Tunsil, or this. Nice. And we will come back after these quick ad reads, and then I'll have more on the clock. And I got a lot more. Those are just two NFL draft bombs we've given so far. Quarterbacks over four and a half, or Tucker under thirty-one and a half, and Carter over six and a half. But. We have like eight more bombs to go, so I got I to gotta get moving, especially after I tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Now that the playoffs are here, we better way to get down some player prop parlays and over to Underdog Fantasy. Besides the daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they got NFL best ball drafts with half a million guaranteed prizes. You head over to underdogfantasy.com, use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit up to $100. It's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And part of SGPN's draft week SGPN is holding a free NFL draft draft prop contest exclusively for members of our Discord. It's completely free to join. A winner gets 250 cash and a $50 SGPN gift card where you can get a man-in-a-box T-shirt. Just go to sportsgamingpodcast.com, Discord, and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. All right. And don't forget that you are people who are watching on YouTube. I see some viewers on there, including... Insomnia, Insano, I'm sorry, who's doing great on the comments. Thank you for watching. And make sure to smoosh that subscribe button and like it. Don't just sit there with it. Um, all right, now let's let's break into some of the fun. Some of the fun stuff that I like to uh, talk about here. And if you have any fun, whatever you're... <laughs> 
fun draft moments in there. Like I like the watch parties I got into. Like that's the thing with, and that's the thing with they when they spread rumors about Carter, you know, and players like that. Then, then the watching comes on, and that provides entertainment. So I wouldn't be surprised if ESPN does this shit to make people's draft. Because when people slip, that makes for good TV. They love watching people be nervous, waiting around cell phones, sweating in suits. If not at home, especially in the green room when they're there. The players that are there in the green room, of course, everyone was famous, Aaron Rodgers and all these guys just slip and just getting mad and pacing. And then they finally break down and the agents and the phone calls. I do love the, the house parties, but we'll get into that in a little bit. All right, next one. Wide receivers props. This one I like a lot. Three and a half over under three and a half receivers taken in the first round is minus 120. So it's a pretty even bet. Um, we're gonna go over three and a half. Let me just get to that real quick. And there it is. over three and a half wide receivers. You have Zay Flowers, who went to Boston College, who's shooting up boards. And the first question, if I was doing GM interviews, which I would barely do, I don't even know what they ask him. Like, hey, do you like football? Yeah, good. All right. So we like, that's what we're, we're hoping to draft a football player. I would ask Zay Flowers, why did you go to Boston College? What, what, what are you, what's happening there? Are you a sociopath? What kind of crazy are you? Maybe he's got a good answer. He's like a Red Sox fan. Uh, but he went to Boston College and he was awesome. Then you have Addison from USC and Quentin from uh, TCU. So that's three right there. And I'm not even talking about the first one. Quentin, you know he's going to go because some general managers just watched like the, the championship games in the, bowl, in the playoff games. And he was the star in that TCU-Michigan game. He fucking blew up. Like, oh, he's the best player I've ever seen. So someone like the call, any, any idiot, any idiot owners will be like, well, take him. I like him. Addison slipping up. I see, I see the Chargers or the Giants actually grabbing him. My uncle, speaking of breaking news, let me see if I can get that. Uh, my uncle from Hartford, the Hartford bookie himself. Where is it? He called me to tell me that he they like that kid by me, which I guess is uh, the USC receiver. Hartford Bookie reports the Giants like the kid by me. <laughs> the receiver out of USC. And he also says he'll come visit me as soon as we get rid of that Nazi governor libtard. Two breaking news for you. Um, so that's three receivers, and then of course the number one receiver probably gonna be taken from Ohio State, Jackson Smith Ninja. How uh how much rehearsal time do you think uh Field Yates and uh, Todd McShay are them uh just saying in the mirror and Adam Schefter just talking in the mirror, trying to pronounce ninja and making sure they don't get that wrong. Because uh it reads, it can get away from me in a hurry, and that can ruin a career if you if you mispronounce that one, if you know what I mean. Um, so I just think there's just four good receivers that are all coming up in the air, and there's a lot of receivers, and it's going to get dicey, obviously. But I've seen props where it's four and a half, too. Like actually, in a prop contest, which you guys should get involved in. It's a fun prop contest for free, and you can win cash. 
It's four and a half. So to get three and a half at even money, I think that's a great that's a great play. So we'll do that. We'll bomb that receiver three and a half, and we're gonna go with the other special. I mean, this, I don't like to do overs for all the special plays, but sometimes you got to follow the steam when it comes to these drafts. Another one is running backs. Running backs is one and a half. This used to be plus huge money. Now it's minus one eighty over one and a half. So Bijan Robinson is gonna get drafted in the first round. That's gonna happen. He's great. Texas, but the, so this is basically will Johnny Gibbs from uh, Alabama get drafted. And I think he will. People are really discrediting running backs. People love to discredit running backs. Now like, Oh, you don't waste a top 10 pick. You can get them off the street. I heard a guy today. saying You can just pick them off the street. They're sleeping in tents. These running backs, just throw them out there. Give them a loaf of bread. Also very racist. Um, but yeah, running backs do come and go, and like you won't even get a second contract because they just throw them away. But if you get a really great running back, it's not worthless. You just don't give them that second contract. Like people make fun of. I, I can see Dallas doing this and get it because Dallas famously got Ezekiel Elliott number four overall, and he was great for them for a couple of years. I don't think it was that bad of a pick. Yeah, he wore it down, but the pro- thing is, you just don't pay him. They did wind up paying him because they're Dallas, and fuck, they're morons. Zeke was also a little bit of a problem. Yeah, you know, said. But if you if you want to have problems, you go to you to be a Dallas Cowboy. They'll sweep it under the rug. He got railroaded in that uh, section. Like, when he grabbed the girls, hoo haws on a floating parade. He got like six. He got like six games for that because he just wouldn't cooperate with NFL investigators, which was hilarious. If he did a if he did a real a real crime and just told them about it, they're fine. But if you don't cooperate with their private fucking eyes. They used to work for the FBI. The NFL is so ridiculous. They have ex-FBI agents working their security. And they hate when you don't cooperate with them. They're such a fucking mafia. One time I was in Vegas. Actually, it was during the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. I was in Vegas at the Wynn playing poker that weekend. And as I was leaving, like 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, something like that, I wanted to go back to the hotel. Ezekiel Elliott was playing... um, Blackjack by himself, like a high end. It was like a roped off for him. And I yelled out, uh, Zeke, even, even though I'm an Eagles fan, I think you got really screwed with that rape thing. That whole rape thing. I was drunk. And uh, <laughs> Zeke is like, yeah, thanks, man. You, you might not yell on the word rape out loud in a casino about me, please. I just want to say I'm for you, buddy. And I'm an Eagles fan. And I think you got screwed with the rape charges. Yeah, again, I'm going to have to ask you to stop saying rape when it comes to me. But anyway, so we're going to go over one and a half running backs. Johnny gives B. John Robinson just because uh, I just see team, cocky teams like to take running backs. There's a lot of cocky teams in the NFL. The Eagles being one of them. Cowboys being one of them. Uh, and there's, these are teams that you can see getting running backs that like, eh, just shore that up. Wouldn't be the worst pick. I, I, I don't, I'm not a believer that running backs are wasted picks for sure. Quarterbacks, I think, are more of a waste pick than fucking running backs sometimes in the first round because that, that that's a whole project, and by the time they're useful for you. Anyways, um, let's get into, so those are your basic bombs. Receivers over three and a half, running backs over one and a half, quarterbacks over four and a half, or Hucker under four and a half, Jalen Carter over six and a half. 
So that is four or five bombs, basically. Now we're going to get into some fun ones, some specials, which you can get a bet online is where I got these. And these are fun. Um, first one is how many trades will happen during day one? Over-under is five and a half on that. Little juice towards the over. This one I love. I love the over five and a half here. We're going to give that a bomb. Five and a half over trades. And that is basically because what we were saying before, these general managers, they th this be this thing has become so important, the NFL draft day, and such, where there's a movie about it, and they all want to be Kevin Costner, that ridiculous fucking movie, Draft Day, where Costner's pulling all these shenanigans and the fucking quarterback, and no one went to his birthday party, and they all think they're doing this. Again, these inf it's inside information. And they're all duping each other. And they all know nobody knows anything. And Brock Purdy goes last. I'll never get over I'll never get over that. Brock Purdy being Mr. Irrelevant and being easily the fucking most invaluable draft rookie last year. Um, so over five and a half. So they want to move. First of all, the other, it's one and a half for top 10 trades. But people like this trade just to trade. They and I get it. 15 minutes, the phones are ringing. Why not? Get a trade. Move it down. Move it back up. Move it around. They love announcing the trades in Kansas City. So we're going to go over five and a half there. Easy. No problem. Um, then they give each other grades. It's all about grades. They, they're afraid of the grades. That's why I love uh, letter grades are so stupid. Instant grades, B minus, C plus. Incomplete. That's a good one, too. The incomplete one. All right, so here we go. First round, there's 31, there's 31 first round picks. 31 first round players. How many of them will be wearing glasses over under eight and a half? The under is juiced to minus 160 for good reason. Takes, it takes a lot of confidence. It takes a certain someone to pull off the glasses look as a and college kids, they're they're cocky, they're confident, but they don't have that. They know they're being looked at. They know they're going to be mocked, and they know. First of all, they know the team's going to harass them. They, they'll pull off the suits. They'll do all the fancy suits, but glasses to pull the Von Miller off. You know, you got to have a real sense of veteranship of being around, of being smart. You know, and and being smart is just not cool in football. It's not like basketball or. Soccer, even if the glasses aren't real, just for a fashion statement. They, football players don't even like doing that. Football players like breaking glasses, like Shady Rays. But that's why Shady Rays would be a great sponsor because even if you break their sunglasses, no questions asked. Jalen Carter snaps your glasses like a. <laughs> like I said, in the eighties, it seemed like people. Uh, that, that's how you would bully a nerd. You would take the glasses off their face, you'd show it, you'd break it right in front of them, and then you'd put it in their chest pocket. <laughs> and that's why they'd have to tape it. That's why you see all those, the nerds have their glasses taped in the middle. Now, if a football player taped their glasses already with that kind of a nerd chic look, I, that'd be impressive. I just don't think the NFL can do it. So I think this number is enormous. And first of all, if they have if they have actual functional glasses, you know their agents are telling them to hide that. 
Put some contacts in, for God's sakes. We can't have you. We can't have you showing weakness. And that's and that's how dumb NFL GMs are and owners, where they would think uh, altered vision is a weakness. You need glasses. Or Tom Co- Tom Coughlin when he coached Jacksonville, the ex Giants coach who won two Super Bowls. He coached Jacksonville. Ex Marine Tom Coughlin, tough tough cookie Tom Coughlin. No one's denying that. He wouldn't allow any of his coaching staff to wear sunglasses because it showed weakness. What? Squinting in the Duval County sun down there? That's that's abusing your eyeballs. That's the sun. Yeah, yes, Coach Coughlin, I'm weaker than the sun. We all are. It's a burning star up there that gives us gives us life and warmth. Yeah, I, don't, I can't stare at it. Anyway, so they think glasses are a sign of weakness. So under eight and a half is a nice, easy one. Here's another fun bomb I like. Uh, over under, how many dogs will be shown in the first round? Two is the total. No hook there, and the over is even money. So the under is juiced to two. Uh, this is an interesting one. I like this one. Um, it's key because it's the first day only. So a lot of the first, a lot of the draft picks are there in Kansas City at this draft, so they can get announced, go up, do a bro hug to Goodell. Fucking Goodell is so hateable, making sixty five million dollars, and he bro hugs. He's good, bro hug. Yeah, welcome. We're gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna make sure you get CTE and not take care of you and throw you on the street. Anyway, welcome to the league, bro. So total dogs, but so this goes obviously goes to the house parties. The house viewing parties. You know, we had the family and friends. If you look around at the photo, you had the Brett Favre here. The C.D. Lamb where the girlfriend tried to look at his phone and Lamb snagged it from him. <laughs> snagged it from her. Whoa, don't look at my phone, girl. So then you have the house party, which I always love. I love it. There's a lot of anxiety there. They show them. There's agents. I love when there's an agent, especially a white agent in a black family. It's always They always stand right out. Pretty funny. Jerry Maguire style. Like C.D. Lamb. It's like a very black family. And then like a white, like <laughs> Drew Rosenhausen or something. It's just, all right, guy, here it is, Miami Dolphins. I think they're on the horn. Here it is. No, oh, just your aunt. Your aunt wants to know if she needs anything. Um, so a dog just has to pop up. So now we're, now we're talking dogs. We're talking family dogs. If you're talking about your like country, like your Joe Thomases who would stay home at a bar, your fishing dogs, they usually keep them out of the shot. But then you get the player girlfriends and stuff. They help the little dogs, but sometimes the moms will take care of the moms. Don't when you have moms getting shown their living rooms, they don't want anything to go wrong. So they keep it tight wrapped. So they'll lock the dogs up. That's why two's a, Two's a tough number to get to, but I think we can get to because what I'm hoping for is just one breaking loose in the kitchen. You know, that's all it takes. It's one, 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 uh, there's one house that's got like three or four that they can't send you. You see them scratching, they all barrel out of there and they get two up. They play, <laughs> right? They know where the mom is. We're going to get to the mom on our next bomb, but the dog bob, the dog props. 
And dogs are now accessories too. And I'm telling you, and, and, they, and ESPN knows what plays. Dogs play. Dog videos play. So this is basically a dog versus the mom bet. Can the dogs outsmart the moms to keep yourself a clean family room? I'm going to go ahead and say that. Now, if this was a second, third, fourth day uh, bet, this would be an easy smash overplay. Because one of my favorite parts is the draft party at the players at home. And then when they don't get drafted and they just show the hours and hours and the party starts getting, you know, less and less and people start leaving. And then when they come back, like on Saturday and Sunday, the Sunday, like day three is a sad, sad viewing party. That's when they're like, it's just them and the dog, your only friend. Checking the phone. Now he's just checking Instagram. He's not even checking to see if coaches are calling. It gets worse and worse. and <laughs> depressing. And that's what you get. Uh, that's what you get. Old. Even, even dogs are looking at you like, come on, how, how long are we going to do this? Can we go out? Can we go outside? I mean, who cares? Is it really going to change anything? But it's a day one only, and I'm. It's uh, you know I'm taking a risk on this. I'm thinking dogs break loose from the kitchen. It only takes it only takes one house for two to spill out, and those, when they spill out, they spill out together. So we're gonna go dogs over two, even money, bomb it. Dog show. And Sano talks about uh, you know they they all know where the mom pulled. The girlfriend of the players in the lap on Draft TV. Um, speaking of mom, though, Insano, this is a heavily juiced one, but this is a good one. Will the number one, who will the number one pick, Bryce Young, hug first? Mother, father, agent, friend. Agents 10 to 1, friends 10 to 1. Father is like 3 to 1. With a mom is minus 250. Heavy favorite for good reason. Because that's what you do. You hug the mom. Dad's on. Dad, dad, dad's got the, uh, you know, they they hold up the tears. And then they give you the man hug afterwards. You do the emotions. You let mom get the first one. Bryce Young has great parents. They've been together 30 years. You don't be together 30 years without knowing, hey, hug your mother. That's what, that's what dads say. Hey, don't, do, don't say that to your mother. Hug your mother. Your mother worked very hard on this. Dads love yelling about you. There's kids about their mother, about thing, about you know how things they fucked up. The harder they yell at you to treat their mother right, is more they fucked up with them. Hey, your mother spent a long time cooking. She hasn't heard anyone thank me. She hasn't heard me thank her for it. So you be thankful. Anyway, I did some research on this. I looked that I I, I re by research I mean I watched the Heisman presentation again, and um. After hugging the players next to him because of the Heisman, they keep four. They keep the four players separated. But after he won, Bryce Young, he went over and went right to Julie. Right to Julie Young, the mom, beautiful mom, gave her a hug. Great moment. And then the dad, you know, he patiently waited on the side. He knows. The one, the one monkey in this wrench could be uh, the agent. That could fall things up only because, and I doubt it will. I like, I love the mom at minus two fifty. But the agent. Uh, he's a newer agent. He's a younger kid from Kentucky, which is good for him. But 
the hell's his name too? I forget it. Grant or some shit. I looked it up. Uh, but those new agents, they don't know sometimes. If this was like a release Steinberg or Rosenhaus, they they even know, hey, mom, mom, you want to get in here? Mom, you want to hug your boy? They, they know how to fucking sweet talk and recruit on couches. But these new ones are eager to get their face out there. So I can see him making a huge mistake and just jumping up for joy when he hears it because he, this is the first time he's going to get a massive paycheck like this. But I don't think anyone's getting Julie Young's way. So let's do that. 30 years of marriage. That's how you make that work. Number one overall pick. Hugs the mom. Vomit. All right. Let me get some more. Uh, let me get some more noises. Oh, I can't believe I didn't. Do, I mean, I'm so bad with the sound, but I did a dog prop bet, and I don't hit the fucking DMX dog barking sound bite. What, I, mean, I mean, there's a there's the accessory one as well. The CD Lamb girlfriend dog, as I'm saying. <laughs> You know? See, that's the thing too with the dog. The dog prop bet, we have so many opportunities. Let me let me let me run down what we got here first, too. A little recap before I get into some team uh prop bets. We got um quarterbacks over four and a half or Hayden Hooker under 31 and a half. Either way, whatever you want to play, whatever you find the better odds at. We'll give that up. Wide receivers over three and a half, minus 120, because everyone's trying to practice saying ninja without reading that. Running backs over one and a half, because <laughs> there's some value with the rest of the teams calling them street trash. Jalen Carter waiting with free drug rumors in the green room, six and a half. Over now. And then we got the special ones. Uh, trades, total trades over five and a half. Eyeglasses by first round picks under eight and a half. Total dogs over two. Number one pick hugs the mom. That's four bombs. God, there's more dog noise I could have got as well. Amazing. Anyway. Um, all right. Let's get into some team bombs. Then we'll do some uh, man in the box. And then we're going to get out of here for our NFL draft special here. Welcome. Thank you for joining me, by the way, on the Bottom Line Bombs. Make sure you subscribe to the Bottom Line Bombs. I'm here live every Monday and Wednesday at noon Pacific. Do general. Give out a bunch of bombs from whatever the day's events. And to go through the narratives, picks with bits as far as how the uh, story lines has a gambling aspect to it. Or whatever. Or, or just me going crazy. Like I said. And then I do a man in the box. Which I'm rocking the shirt here. Man in the box. You get the SGPN gift card if you hit that parlay of the day. Um. So yeah, you can pick what position the teams will draft. These are fun bets. These are good bets to hit. There's a lot of value on these, I think. Um, we'll go. I'll go through a bunch real quick. Tampa Bay O lineman, one fifty-five. I think that hits pretty easy. Not pretty easy, obviously. It's, but it's one fifty-five. We're gonna hit Tampa Bay one. They're a mess now that Tom Brady left them, and they were a, their O line was definitely a mess. But they have Tristan Wirtz, who I love. He's one of my favorite viewing parties too. But he's from Mount Vernon, Iowa. A black man, a huge black man from Mount Vernon, Iowa. And um, I always love that when. Uh, 
the <laughs> like an athlete comes in and just settles down. Yeah, I kind of like it here. I like this at I. I like this Iowa town. You know, I'm like why wouldn't you? They treat you like a god. Anyway, he's an amazing, amazing uh, lineman. Went to uh, he went to Iowa State. I think. Anyway. Um, so they're going to draft. They need another tackle. There's rumors of them getting, obviously there's, uh, Paris Johnson as a tackle. Pete Skarinski is another tackle for Northwest. I see the, I see the bears drafting Pete Skarinski. I can totally see that with their fucking number nine pick. They would love to. That's such a bears pick Northwestern Skarinski up in Evanston. They love because Bears fans love local heroes. They love the Midwest. They love the whole thing. Oh, God, he's from Notre Dame. He's from Northwestern. They would. The only reason why they wouldn't pass on Paris Johnson is because he's, uh, well, one, he won't be there, but because he went to Ohio State. So I see the bank. I see the Tampa Bay also getting an offensive lineman. Um, I'll give that out. Plus 150. Saints to get a defensive lineman. It's minus one hundred five. Usually want plus money, but it's pretty much a uh, lock that they're going to get a, a defensive lineman. So put that in. There. Dallas. This is a good one. Now Dallas, you know, you never know what they're going to do. Jimmy, Jerry Jones is a wild card when it comes when it was the drafting. They love to make big splashes. Once he gets those scotches in him, who knows where he's going to go. He was like my dad. My dad would come home and uh, he had an Irish diet one time where he would, he would cook chicken, cook chicken wings, but he would peel the skin off it and he'd grill them every day. We'd have our own dinner, family dinner, and he would make his own chicken because that's, that's what an Irishman does for a diet. When something that works, they stick to that for the rest of their lives. So he would cook chicken and peel the skin off and that's all he would eat, chicken wings, but he'd grill them. He'd marinate them overnight in our kitchen sink. Absolutely disgusting. My sister is still traumatized. Will not touch chicken because the fucking skin would float to the top of our sink. It was it was pretty gross. I'll give her I'll give her credit for that. I still eat it because the chicken was amazing. But the point is, he'd come home from work and he'd go outside. He'd barbecue these marinated chicken and he'd have some Manhattans and scotch. And when he's got his face over the grill, the mar- the Italian, the Fafri Caesar Italian marination and the whiskey, and it comes up, it comes with this witch's concoction, and it would get into him. And then he'd come out of that, and who he was likely to do anything. Who knows? He might be talking about putting a putting green in the backyard, even though we live down the street from a golf course. Who knows? He'd be talking about all kinds of ideas that you would that would be just dumb. He would claim he could beat Michael Jordan in golf. He would tell a story how he uh, boxed Joe Lewis's cousin in the army. What? Yeah, he was pretty fast, but I caught him once, once in a defense. He was good, though. He was good. He would lie, but it'd be fun lies. That's what Jerry Jones does. He gets those whiskeys together. Who? He's bound to do anything. He tried to draft Johnny Manziel. They literally had to rip the paper from him. Get it out of his hand. I would just tell Jerry Jones, sure, we got it. Give me your paper. We'll give hand to him. Just hand a different piece of paper. So I can see him going for Bijan Robinson because Texas running back. He loves anyone from Texas. He sees down there. He talks to his Texas boys who tell him how great he is. But they need a tight end. Dalton Schultz is gone. They they have, they have Jack Ferguson maybe still there. But they, they need a tight end, obviously. And Michael Meyer... Notre Dame, Don Kincaid, Utah. I like my, he, they're the perfect Cowboys. So I'm saying 
someone in charge there will either convince Jerry Jones to get to the Notre Dame tight end or they will lie to him and say, yeah, no, we'll take Robinson. And then this hand in the slip for <laughs> hand in the slip for Myers anyway, take the tight end. So at plus 200 Dallas Cowboys to draft a tight end first is my team bomb of the week. The Jerry Jones, Scotch, Charlie Sullivan, chicken marination. Uh, another wild card one. We got Cincinnati also might take a tight end at plus one ten. Burrow says he likes it. and and but but the only thing with that is they also need O line to help. So maybe you play both. I wouldn't even touch it. We're not going to give that out. Um, but if you do want a three to one underdog plus three twenty five Buffalo to take a wide receiver, I like that. We'll give that out. Buffalo wide receiver. I think they're. They realize the Stefan Diggs situation is going to get worse. They had to bring Cole. They tried to bring Cole Beasley back during the season. That was now that he was, he thinks he was proven right with vaccines. You don't want a white rapper coming in an anti-vax white rapper in Buffalo. They need some help there. And they have a lot of injuries in the receivers. They have, uh, Whatever, McKenzie and all those guys. They're good, but I think uh, they, the writing's on the wall with that window shutting, too, with with Diggs and those guys. And he was a problem. He, whatever. Point is, that's good value at plus 325. So that's Dallas, 200 tight end, my favorite one. Tampa Bay O line, 155. Buffalo receiver plus 325. New Orleans minus 105. Those are four great positional bombs. That's a lot. Oh, and Skorowski. Bear Skrowski is just my favorite. My favorite moron Big Ten play. Um, there's other bets you could do too. Ties. Kramer fucking tried to hammer the under and ties. How many ties are going to be worn? 18 and a half. That's tough. I don't know. Um, It's tough because I just don't know the fashion. They yeah, they don't want to wear ties, but I still don't know the fashion of what they want to do. Anyway, so let's uh that's gonna break down all the draft bombs. Let's get into um Yes, I am the man in a box. I don't want to rant too much, but I talk about the mock I mean, there's just so many fucking mock jobs. I feel like I've already done enough ranting. Right on. I can't do him. Uh, man in a box. Um, the grading system is something else. I just hate. It's just. Here's the thing with the draft. They do the instant grades, and I the way they talk about it. And like we said before, no one really knows what they're talking about. But the way they talk about, it, they they act like they're all starting immediately. To well, we'll start him right there. This six round D tackle, we we'll plug him right in for Aaron Darnold. Once Aaron Darnold, he's like, "What? What are you talking about?" Rarely do these rookies do anything. I mean, they do something. You're doing it for the future. Jimmy Johnson once said, "You draft uh, speed on defense every year, and you just replace them. It just, they're, just re- they're all replaceable. You lock in your first three, your big three on offense, like Aikman, Emmitt, Irvin, and there's." Draft defense and speed every year. Just guys that can run. So we got dogs. We got things. Um, all right. I'll talk about this weekend that uh, I spent last weekend 
at the Shining Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. It wasn't technically the Shining Hotel, but it was this hotel. It's an hour outside of Denver where um, Stephen King was inspired to write The Shining. They might have shot some exteriors. I don't even know if they did. I think they might have shot exteriors at Ohio, in Oregon and interiors in London. But this hotel leans into it. Because Stephen King got scared there and wrote The Shining. The hallways are creepy. I didn't ride a big wheel through it, but they do ghost tours and whatnot. And a lot of dead kids ghosting, too. But I feel like there's a lot of dead kids because uh, once a kid dies, the parents might be dead or like, yeah, I don't really want to look after them in, in heaven either. Why don't you let them haunt this hotel for a bit? Um, but a lot of times people just, just drug, especially in Colorado, they're just high. Everything's creepy. Yeah, because you're just high, you know? Um, but it did get me into horror movies. Shining, of course, one of the best horror movies ever, we, although we watched it and did some Mystery Science Theater version of it. It is pretty long. Speaking of, of my mom, was my dad would do the chicken, I told my dad chicken whiskey story. My mom loved horror movies. She loved Alfred Hitchcock and she loved Shining, Stephen King. She loved Stephen King and Alfred Hitchcock. And every time the Shining was on, she would force me and my sister to watch it. And it was horrifying. We were children watching The Shining. And the birds and fucking Hitchcock movies. She would make us watch Hitchcock movies too. My sister is still terrified of birds these day, uh, the, to this day. And I um, can only get aroused if I'm wearing a bear suit blowing a guy in a tuxedo at a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> That's just a shining bit. That's a weird moment when a guy's <laughs> when he looks up and a guy's like blowing him in the hallway. He gives you that look like, hmm, you caught me look, you caught me giving a 1912 blowjob. Anyway, um. I watched the documentary Room 237 to try to uh, get ready for it, which is a, ter it's, you gotta watch it. it. It's not good. It's all conspiracy theories about The Shining and Kubrick and the fucking genius of Kubrick. One thing is in the, in the, in the freezer room, you know, he, he plants this baking soda by this Native American company and, it's, it's this, and he puts it right in front of the camera so you can see. And it's because uh, it's an Indian burial ground and all these, and it's going to deep. I'm like, yeah, okay, I can see that. But also, there's Kool Aid right next to it. What's the conspiracy theory with Kool Aid? Anything? Maybe it's just a fucking pantry. I don't know. Kubrick does a movie every 12 years. That's why they think it's more important than it is. And he's a genius. Like Albert Brooks. I think I already talked about this. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Um. <laughs> I will have the NFL gambling five. I don't want to talk about them. Um. Eyes wide shut. How genius was that? I don't know. I think he just died in the editing room fucking jerking off to Nicole Kidman and uh, whatever else was going on in them. Whatever else he was shooting. There's a, that was a good scene in Room 237 when Harvey Keitel or, talks about the walking out, walking off the set of Eyes Wide Shut first day because they made him go through a doorway like 15 times, 15 different takes, just walking through a doorway, no acting or anything. He's like, what's going on? And the other actor's like, yeah, that's what he does. It's what we've been doing here at Stanley. So he's like, fuck this. And he left and he looked at all the other actors. And he's like, 
None of you have any respect for yourself. <laughs> Which is amazing. Um, all right. I'm kind of dragging here with the with the uh, with the man in the box. I didn't come prepared because I had to do I had to do my draft coverage. Got to do the draft coverage. I'll be honest with you, I didn't dive into it too early. People dive in so early now with the draft talk, and I just, as you get older, it's a, it's a young man's game. I used to care what the Eagles would take. Yeah, I take this guy. Just take whoever you take, whatever. I'll read about it afterwards. Then you read the strengths and weaknesses. Strengths. Uh, he's got, you know, upper body. He did have sex. Weaknesses. Bad hips. His hips are tight. Uh, he doesn't like football. He's uh, uninterested in social cues or whatever. It's just insane <laughs> strengths and weaknesses. Pluses and minuses. And they just... Right shit to right shit. You ever? It's so funny when you look at these draft grades of like players that turned out to be amazing. And he didn't help an old lady cross the street. Kept a bottle of hooch in the laundry room. That's Brett Favre. That's all Brett Favre's. Um, so now I kind of just do it afterwards. But there's so many good values to bet on, and you got to keep up on the Reddit thread. Thank God this will be over with in the weekend. To be honest with you. So we can get back to playoff bombs. Um, all right. But anyway, stay tuned for the XFL gambling show with the XFL playoffs coming up next week that I'm a part of with Pick Dundee and Jay Mark. That's after this right here live. Oh, God, it's getting late. Um, and the mock draft tonight on the SGPN. And, to, and tomorrow, Thursday, when you guys are probably listening to us now on a Thursday, uh, live stream and watch the draft party. We can be the people. We can make fun of the people not getting drafted with a phone's ringing. Is that you? No. It's Aunt Judy. That was my promo video. Aunt Judy calls. She wants to know if we need ice. Yes, just bring ice. Who calls and asks if you need ice? You can always use ice. It's not going to go to waste. It'll melt, okay? It'll turn into water, which is fine, too. She's not throwing food away. Ice is fine. Bring ice. We always need ice. You don't got to call ahead. If you're calling ahead, ask, you're hoping to get no. So I'm going to say yes no matter what. Yes. Bring ice. Make a stop, Aunt Judy. Anyway, like and subscribe to the Bottom Line Bombs. Give a five-star review, please, if you can. Like the YouTube. Smash all that shit. Like it. Whatever. Who cares? Follow me on Instagram. CJ Sullivan was taken. With a bunch of underscores in there, not like Liam Neeson, but like the name was taken. At Twitter, CJ Sullivan underscore. Um, yeah, you can follow my dates and shows. Anyway, that's going to do it for all the bombs, NFL draft bombs. Have fun watching an illegal slave trade.